beautiful, beautiful daf today. As always, daf Lamed Gimel in Meseches Yevamas. And we're up to the very, very top words. Now let's get ourselves back into the sugya. All right? On daf Lamed Beis. On yesterday's daf. So, the Gemara brought down a statement from Rabbi Avo. Rabbi Avo said that according to Rabbi Yaisi, Isser would be chal al Isser, something that is a transgression, would take effect on something that was already forbidden. Okay, once it's forbidden, can something else come into play to make it even a second transgression? So we said, Rabbi Yaisi would hold that Isser is chal al Isser if it's an Isser Mosif, if, it's, if the second prohibition is adding more people, it's impacting more people, so then, that's, then we'll, Rabbi Yossi will agree that the second prohibition has something to latch onto, to hold onto, and, it's, and now Isser would be Chalal Isser, as opposed to an Isser Kolo. Okay? If it's an Isser Kolo, which, uh, which means that it is a more inclusive type of Isser, okay? It's adding on something just a little deeper to a same group of people. So um, Rabbi Yossi would hold Ein Isser Chalal Isser. And the Gemara said that that opinion of Ein Isser Chal Al Isser, that by an Isser Kolo, that when you have an inclusive Isser, one transgression cannot take hold on another one, is actually in three different places a machlokas. Um, uh, uh, in three different places, we find it to be a machlokas. And we brought three cases. Case number one was discussing a person who's a non Kohen who does the Avoda on Shabbos. So there you're going to have two prohibitions. First of all, it, it's a, you're a non-Kohen doing the Avod. You're not allowed to do that. Secondly, it's Shabbos. And we had a machlokas, right? One says, no, I swear, Rebbe said there was two transgressions. No, I swear it was one. The second case was, if you have a Kohen who has a blemish and he serves in the Beis HaMikdash in a state of impurity, whether you're obligated for those two Averos or whether it's only one transgression, and the third one was a non-Kohen that eats a bird with Malika, all right, which would be considered a good shechita for a Kohen, but, uh, you know, for, for the bird offering, and uh, otherwise it's not considered a valid shechita. So if you eat it, are you obligated on, two, on uh, two prohibitions, two transgressions, or not? All right, so we have a machlaikas. Now, we, we don't know, say that? The Kohen on the, on the Malika, who's eating it? A, a Yisrael? Yeah, exactly. A Yisrael, a Zar. A Yisrael is eating a bird that's slaughtered with Malika. So do we say that there's a double prohibition that you ate from a sacrifice and it's a non-slaughtered bird? Or once it's forbidden, it's only, you know, it remains one Isser. Okay. Now the Gemara is going to go through these three disputes and try to understand how they represent cases of Isser Kolel, of inclusive Isurim, and show us, therefore, that, you know, that it's a, a source of a dispute. So here we go, says the Gemara, top of What is the Machlekes? Between Rav and Bar where each one's standing up and, sw- and swearing, that, uh, you know, in the name of Rebbe, whether it's one transgression or two. Here we go. Says the Gemara, they're arguing about Isser Kailal, whether you have a pre existing transgression that's going to be more inclusive 
and they're following the opinion, and they're, they're arguing about the opinion of Reb Yaisi. Reb Chia Sava, Reb Chia holds, Reb Yaisi be Isser Kol Mechayev Tarti. Reb Yaisi holds, Isser is Chal al Isser by an Isser Kolel, okay? Even when it's just more inclusive and it's not impacting, it's not an Isser Mosif, still, Isser is going to be Chal al Isser. Barakapara Sava, Lay Mechayev al No, Reb Yaisi holds, you're only going to stick with the first transgression. Only one, not the second one. Says the Gemara, just to understand, by the way, you know, in our three cases, my iser kolal ikahacha. Where, where do we find? Show me. Let's just explain. Let's let's uh, articulate well in, and dissect the three cases and see how these cases are cases of iser kolal. Thereby, we'll now be able to say that Rabbiya and Barakapara are arguing about Rabbiasi. So here we go. Says the Gemara. We're going to go to. We're going to go through each case. Bishlamazar. The first case where a non-Kohen worked on Shabbos. Okay? So you have somebody, usually you're allowed to do the Avodah on the Beis HaMikdash on Shabbos. Now you have a Yisrael doing the Avodah, that itself is a transgression, and it's Shabbos. So here we go. Me'ikara. Me'ikara means all along. All along. The last few years. Shari b'mlacha v'asr ba'avodah. If you walk over to somebody on a regular Tuesday of his life, a regular Wednesday, a regular Thursday, and you say, um, can you do malacha? Can you do work? The guy says, sure. You say to him, it's a regular Tuesday, regular Wednesday, regular Thursday. You say to him, can you do the avod on the Beis HaMikdash? What's the regular yid going to say? Nope. Can't do it. Why not? I'm Yisrael. And then what happens? Asyallah Shabbos. Shabbos Kaidesh comes along. Migu Since he's forbidden in Melacha every week, in every year of his life, because of Shabbos, Mitzar Nami Ba'avaida, he becomes Usr in the Avaida as well. Meaning, he's been forbidden in the Avoda all along. Okay? He's been free. On a regular Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he wouldn't be allowed to do the avoda. So here's what happens, says the Gemara in case number one. Here's how it's Isser Kolo. You ready? Here's Isser Kolo. Doing an avoda by a regular Yid in the Beis HaMikdash is always Usr. Well, guess what's happening? Comes along Shabbos and Shabbos says, oh, there's an added prohibition that's happening here. Yeah. Because beforehand, there was a prohibition. Now, Shabbos is extending the prohibition on the same person who was previously, for, uh, who was previously forbidden anyway. But now it's also Shabbos. Okay? So, this that he's not allowed to do the malach on Shabbos, is it a chiddush? No. Not a chiddush that he's not allowed to do the malach on Shabbos. Right? And I'll, and I'll tell you something else. Even somebody like a Kohen who was permitted to do the Avodah Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is still permitted to do the Avodah on Shabbos. So what's becoming Usr? What's becoming Usr now that Shabbos is here? The Avodah? In the Beis HaMikdash? No, the Avodah was Usr Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So what's becoming Usr for because of Shabbos? Planting the 39 Malachas, Okay. So this is Isser Kolo. What other things are becoming forbidden 
on the same person when there was already a previously existing forbiddenness, that's a case of Isr Kolel. You understand? Says the Gemara, Klar, let's get this clear. Isr Kolel, in our case, of a czar working the base of is going to be when you had a czar, a regular Yisrael, already forbidden to the Avoda, now comes along Shabbos. Is Shabbos making it forbidden to the Avoda? No. It's forbidding other Melachos as well on the same person. That is the case of Isr Kolel, and that will be their dispute. In that price of Okay. Now let's look at the second Machlokas and explain how that is Isr Kolel. What was the second Machlokas? Second Machlokas was a Kohen who is Tame, and he has a mum. So here we go. Me'ikara, all along from the beginning, meaning, meaning, he's a Kohen, but he has, um, you know, he, he has a blemish on his body. Okay? For whatever the blemish is. Is a Kohen with a blemish allowed to eat from the priestly gifts? Sure. No problem. So here's what happens, ready? He just can't do the avodah. Meikara, somebody with a blemish, with a mum. Shari bachila is allowed to eat. Everything else that a kain is allowed to eat. But he's not allowed to do the avodah on the base. Hamikdash, because he has a mum. Ready for this? Now he becomes tame. Itamalei, when he becomes tame, you know what we're going to say? Migu de kamitzer bachila. Since he now has an additional prohibition of eating, mitzer nami ba'avodah. He becomes also usher additionally in the Avodah. Because it's Isser Kolal. Again, all along he's been usher in Avodah. But he's been permitted to eat. So now that there's something kicking in that affects both eating and the Avodah, we're saying you're not allowed to eat, plus there's an additional prohibition on the Avodah. Okay? So again, more things are becoming forbidden, but we're still dealing with the same person. So that's going to be case number two, and how that's very clearly explained how it would be an Isser Kolal. Now we're going to move over to group number three, situation number three, and let's see if that works out. Says the Gemara, Ella, but Melika, by the case where you have a czar, somebody who's not a Kohen who ate from a carbon, that's a bird, that was shechted with Melika. See, here we go. When did this czar become, when, when did the prohibition, both these prohibitions, when did they start? Both the fact that it wasn't shechted, and secondly, eating from a sacrificial bird. When did the prohibition start? Says the Gemara, was one pre-existing to the other? A non-Kohen always can't eat. And a non-Kohen always can't eat without shechita. Can't eat uh, 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 sacrifice. And a non-Kohen always can't eat without shechita. Says the Gemara. Both Isurim, both transgressions came upon this regular Jew at the same time. So this is not a case of Isr because let's explain again. Klar. In the previous two cases, there was a pre-existing condition, comes along the second prohibition and extends it on an additional prohibition on the same person. But over here, you can't look at either one of the transgressions and say, oh, that was here on him first, and now the second one's coming along and adding it. No. From the time this guy was born, he was a non-going, who's, who can't eat from the Avodah, and he's obligated to eat a geshechted bird. 
So therefore, their machlokas in case number three cannot be about Isser Kolo. Any questions? Clar, we got this. Nothing's pre-existing the other. Gavaldik says the Gemara like this. Ella, rather, in this last case, you know what the machlekes between Bar Kapar and Rebchia is? It's Gishmak. They're arguing about Taka when two prohibitions came to somebody, the Bas Achas, in the same exact moment. And even in this case, there's a conversation using Rabyosi Svara, using Rabyosi's logic. Let's explain. Rabbiya Sabar, Rabbiya holds. Rabbi Yaisi be Isser be Bas Achas Mechay Vitarti. Rabbi Yaisi will hold that two transgressions that come at the same time is Taka going to be Isser Chal Al Isser because there's no pre-existing Isser. There's no pre-existing transgression that you could look at the other one and say, "Oh, we don't need you right now." If they both happen at the same time, they both have something to latch onto and they exist. That's Rabbiya. However, Bar Kapara Savar, Loi Mechaev Alechada. No, Rebbeis is going to say, you're only obligated in one. Only one Chiyav. Okay? Now, which one's it going to be? The more Chamer one. We'll give you the more Chamer one. Now, says the Gemara, Where do you find an Iser Bebas Achas? Here, where do you find in, uh, the, in uh, the other two cases? Meaning, we just said like this. We brought three cases. We thought all three cases was a dispute about Isser Kolo. We said the third case cannot be a case of Isser Kolo because they have it at the same time. Says Gemara, okay, fine. So it must be they're arguing about the same time. Well, if they're arguing about the same time, now we've got to go back to the first two cases and say in what way can we interpret those two cases to be at the same time. So it says the Gemara like this. I'll tell you. Zar Shishimish Bishabbos, if you have a, somebody who's a Zar, somebody who's a regular Yid, a non who does the Melacha on Shabbos, going to ask Yishtay Saris Bishabbos. You hear this? He was a Katan until Friday evening. Friday evening, Shtay Saris is noticed. And he does the Avaida in the Beis HaMikdash. The Havalu Zarus Bishabbos Bahadei So the Iser of him not doing the not being allowed to do the avaida was it pre-existing to Shabbos? No, because if I would have walked over to him on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and said that you have a biblical prohibition to work in the base of Mikdash, you know what he's going to say? I don't have a biblical prohibition for nothing. I'm a katan. The only time it became a biblical prohibition was on the Shabbos itself, at the same exact time that it became forbidden to do the avaida. Mamela, both prohibitions came in at the same time, and and that's how we're going to explain that case. What about the next case? Where you had a Kohen who was impure any he had a mum. So says the Gemara, Baal Mum Nami, even by the case of a Baal Mum as well, he's going to ask you, Shtay Saras, I'll tell you, he had, had Shtay Saras, and he was already Tame. Okay? So his Mum and his Tuma happened at the same time. Meaning, when he was 12 years old, when he was 12 years old, he became Tomei, and he had a unibrow, we'll call it. He had uh, one of the blemishes to do the Avaita, you know, his eyebrows were connected, whatever it was. And now, it's his night of his Bar Mitzvah. He's Tomei, 
and he's he's got a mum happening at the same time. Inami or he cut himself with a sakin tamei with a tamei knife. So his mum came through the thing that's tamei, and that's how he became tamei. Be it as it may, the Gemara just said that the machlekes between Rabbi and Bar Kapara is in the opinion it works out in all three all three machleksin work out to, to potentially be a dispute about Rabbi Yaisi's opinion when two prohibitions happen bibas achas. Again, we originally thought it was Isser Kolo, and now we're shifting to Bas Achas. So it says Gemara like this. Bishlam It makes sense, according to the opinion of Rabbi Chia, Ki Asnani Lididei, when Rabbi taught Rabbi the Halacha, Ali Bader Rabbi he was teaching him Rabbi Yaisi's opinion. Okay, now, we're assuming right now that Rabbi Yaisi's, uh, uh, not we're assuming, but we, we actually saw from Yibum that Rabbi Yaisi's opinion is that Babasa Achas, when two, when two Isurim happened at once, they, each one has something to latch on to and they're both in effect. And when, and when um, he taught at Bar Kapara, Rabbi was teaching Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Okay, so we understand where Rabbi is coming from. But according to Bar Kapara, that Bas Achas in Rabbi Yaisi doesn't have legs to stand on, is only going to be the more severe one. It turns out Rabbi is mamish lying. It's a very strong expression. Okay? But Rabbi cannot do that. Right? Rabbi is. Why are we using a strong expression? You know why? Because Rabbi himself used a strong expression. He got up and he said, I swear in the name of my Rabbi, this is the halacha. Okay? Well, it's pretty intense. So says the Gemara, that's not possible. Because then Rabbi if he's swearing, he's got to tell us clear who his Rebbe was quoting and everything that's happening. It must be, they're both going in Rabbi Shimon's opinion, not Rabbi Yaisi, and they're arguing about Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Says the Gemara, fine, you want to say it like that? Bishmael Rabbi makes sense according to Rabbi Shimon. He's going to, why is he coming to make a Shvua? In order... Uh, coming to exclude Reb Shimon, the opinion of Reb Shimon, from the Chazaka of what people think his opinion is. In other words, people think that um, when you have two Isurim coming Babas Achas, we have two prohibitions coming at once, so usually Reb uh, Shimon is going to be Mekel, comes along Reb Chia and he swears in the name of Reb Shimon that no, there's still two Isurim when it happens about Sachas. Because everybody, when they hear the name Reb Shimon, you know what they say? Oh, Mekel, Mekel, Mekel. Some go on Reb Chia says, oh, I swear in the name of Reb Shimon. No, two Isurim. According to Bar Kapar, why has he got to swear? According to him, Reb Shimon's being Mekel and that's classic Reb Shimon. Why has he got to go ahead and swear Oh, I swear, as if people aren't going to believe him that Rav Shimon's being lenient. Rav Shimon's a lenient opinion. Come on, answers Kasha, you're right. Okay, yeah, it, we're, we're not sure why Bar Kapara had to jump up and take an oath, but the Maisa, we're not, we're not uh, backing off of that Svara. Okay, says the Gemara again. Bishlam al Bar Kapara, even though we have a question now on Bar Kapara, we're not going to try to prove that Bar Kapara is even more sensible. Because it says the Gemara, it's understandable according to Pinna Bar Kapara, who says, you only chayav on one. Ki asni lididei aliyah Shimon. When Rabbi taught Bar Kapara the halacha, he was quoting Rabbi Shimon's opinion. And ki asni aliyah When he's teaching Rabbi Chia, he's finding the Pinna Rabbi Yaisi, aliyah Rabbi Chia, Bar Kapara shkori kamishakar. Same question the other way. It comes out that Bar Kapara is taking an oath 
uh, and, and not telling the truth. Says the Gemara, no. Amalach Rabchia. Rabchia is going to say, Ki Asnia Rebbe Lididei, when Rebbe taught Barkapara, who argues on me, Tarti Liftar Esnaya. He taught him with two Piturim. Putter. Okay? He taught him with two Piturim. What do you mean two Piturim? Meaning we gave three cases. The case of Shabbos, the case of the Malika, and the case of the blemish with the Toma. So says Rebchia, Rebbe, when he taught, when he taught Bar Kapara, he didn't mean all three cases. Kapara's making a little bit of a mistake here. Rebbe, when he said you're only high of one and not two, when it happens about Sachas, was going in two of the cases to be Potter, top of Amud Beis, the Isser Kailel Asnaye, and he was Taka teaching him our original assumption of what the Machoikas is. We're dealing with Isser Kail. Now let's remember. Let's remember for a moment. Let's go back. This is actually quite straightforward. When we started today's daf on the top of Lama Gimel if we said in these three cases, these three situations where you're going to have multiple isurim, two isurim, why is Rebchia and Bar arguing? We initially thought to say they are arguing about situations of isur kolal. The Gemara says it can't be because the third case is not possible. For it to be Isser Kolo. And therefore we shifted and we said, oh, it must be a machlokas about bas achas. When you have two transgressions coming in at one. What Gavara is now going to do is shift back and say, no, even though the Isser Kolo only works out in two of the three cases, that's exactly how it happened. Then here we go. The Aliba the Rabbi Shimon. And again, Rabbi Chia is explaining it like this. And Rebbe taught Bar Kapara in Rebbe Shimon's lenient opinion. Now here we go. Again, keep in mind, Isser Kolo now. The Chaziel of Bar Kapara, Bar Kapara saw the case, Lezar She'ochal Melika. When you have a Zor, and you have a non-Kohen, who ate sacrificial bird when it was only killed with Melika, now both of those happen at the same time. And since it seemed very similar to him as the first two cases, so so he mixed it all together. Meaning, granted, the case of Bas Achas is not the case of Isser Kolo. But the bottom line is, we're walking away in Reb Shimon's opinion with the same halacha. So Rebbe... So, so Bar Kapara, when he was quoting, put all three together. Okay, the Ayin Ba, and then he was Ma'ayin. He looked, you know, in Ion Shir, yeah, he was Ma'ayin. He looked deeply into this. And he realized that this third case cannot be a case of Isser Kolo. It really can only be a case of Basachas. Visobar, and he thought, once the case of Malika and being a non kayan the sacrificial bird, is Babasachas, other cases also, and since that was Potareh, basically says Rebchia that I under, Barkapara is making a terrible mistake, but he's not a liar. Here's the mistake he made. He knew the first two cases were Isser Kolo. Then he heard this case of Basachas, the case of Malika. And he knew it was Potter. He heard this from his Rebbe. But 
in his mind, for whatever reason, he started to just push it all together and say, oh, putter here, putter there. Oh, in all three cases, there's, there's similarities in halacha. So, you know, he thought that even the first two cases were cases of basachas. But the bottom line is, says Rebchia, Bar is making a mistake. And ultimately, what are we walking away with? Again, in Rebchia's opinion, that the first two cases were things that Rebchia heard about um, uh, Iser Kolel. And the third case is something Rav Chia heard from Rabbi about Isurim Bebas Achas. Okay. Fine. Says the Gemara. Mesvei will ask a challenging question. So Harshimish B'Shabbos, you have a regular Yisrael, does the in the base of Mikdash on Shabbos. So again, we got, a, we got a double whammy. Why? He's a regular Yisrael and it's Shabbos. Ubaamom Shashimish B'Tuma. Some Kayim with a blemish. Does the Avaidah and Tumah, double whammy. He's Tameh, he's got a Balmum. Yesh kan mishum Zaris mishum Shabbos. He's obligated in both. Zaris and Shabbos. Umishum Balmum, mishum Tumah. And the second case, when you're Tameh with a Balmum, you're obligated in both. Divrei Rabbi Yaisi, pretty straightforward. Iser Chalal Iser by Iser Kail. Okay? This is the pin of Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon says, Ain kan el mishum Zaris u Balmum bovad. There's only one prohibition, the more severe one, the Ilu Malika Sharia. Now, the case of Malika was left out. You notice that? Right? The only case we mentioned was Balmum Shashimish Batuma and Azar Shashimish Bashabas. We didn't mention the third case of Malika when the, when the Yisrael ate from the sacrificial bird and it was only Shechted. Now, we want to know why is this third case different? Why do we only list two out of the three? What was wrong with it? Why is he the why is he the one who's left behind? Laman Sharia. Why are we leaving it out? Elaim of Rabbi Yaisi, if you're gonna tell me that we're following the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi, meaning Rabbi Yaisi would hold by the other two obligated the other two cases, you're obligated on both, but over here Rabbi Yaisi would hold you're only obligated on one. Hashta Rabbi Yaisi Bisr Kail Machaiv Shtaim by by Isr Kail, Rabbi Yaisi holds you're obligated to. Does he, um, uh, certainly, when Isurim are Bebas Achas Biboy, does it need to say, okay? Meaning, if a second prohibition can take hold when there's a pre existing condition, certainly a second prohibition should be able to take hold when there's no pre existing condition and they're both showing up at the same time. That's not an Adichidish. Ella, rather, Ella Lav, rather, it must be Lerabi Shimon. It must be that it's going in Reb Shimon's opinion that we're not listing this third case. We're not listing the case of Malika. Okay. Now, Reb Shimon's Mekel over here, right? So, Ube Isser Kailhu de Potter. And why is Reb Shimon going to be leaving out the case of Malika? Because it's a case of Isser Kolo, which he holds uh, your Potter. But according to Barakapara, but, uh, uh, but hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll wait to articulate the question. It seems in Rav Shimon's opinion, if it happens, Basachas, you're still going to be Chayev, which is Tiyuvta de Barakapara, Tiyuvta, beautiful. This is an upslug on Barakapara. Because according to Barakapara, there's not going to be um, two Chayuvim. So you see that Rav Chia's approach is correct. And Barakapura is wrong. Very, very straightforward. 
Straight knock. Straight knock. That's a, what they call a total knockout. Okay. Says the Gemara. Let's, get it, let's go back into, a, into a, one of the cases that we discussed. Zar Shashimesh If you have a regular soul, does the on Shabbos? Bimai. What did he do? As far as which halacha? If the czar shechted on Shabbos, shechita bezar kshir. Let me tell you something. He says it's not a double prohibition of doing the avida and shechting on Shabbos. You know why? Because if a Yisrael does the avida in the base of Mikdash, it's not considered an avera as far as the avida is concerned. It's not the avida. is not the main part of the avida. Czar shechita bezar kshir. So the only prohibition is going to be what that you shechted on Shabbos. We're going to tell me. You know what Avaida he did? He accepted the blood. He caught the dam. He brought the dam from his bayach. Is that Asr Midaraisa? Tiltul Ba'almahu. That's Muktza. That's regular Muktza. Kshmak. I Bahaktara. And if you're going to tell me that the non Jew burnt the, 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 you know, the, from the Avaida. On Shabbos, lighting is only a, it's simply a lav. It's not, uh, you don't have um, the regular kares, transgression of Shabbos. So ask the Gemara, I don't understand, basic, basic question, a non-Kohen that does the avoda on Shabbos, you're obligated on two? To what? There's only one prohibition here. Because if you will look at the avoda, the entire avoda that's done, there's only one thing that can obligate you kares for Shabbos. You know what that is? Shechita. And it's not forbidden for Yisrael to do the avoda of Shechita. Fest. Kshmak. Answer the Gebar Amr Bar Yaakov. Alright. So we're qualifying the case. And that is, he shechted, ready for this? The par of the Kain Gadol. Now, that is an, shita, is an integral part. All right? So then, all of a sudden, you did an avayda that you're not allowed to do. And it's Shabbos slash Yom Kippur now also. So now, you got two chiyuvei kares. You did the avayda, and it's Shabbos. Says so Gemara, well, no one's allowed to do the shechita of the Kayin Godel's par. Unless you're the Kayin Godel. You can even be a Kayin and it's going to be a transgression. So ask the Gemara, basic question, if that's the case, my ears are, why are you going to tell me a non-Kayin who does the shechita? Ooh. It would even be a double transgression for an ordinary Kayin. Says the Gemara, Shazar etz like Omar. Okay. You're right. It could be referring to an ordinary Kayin. But you know what Zar means? A stranger. A stranger means somebody who's not fit to do the Avaidah. So by the power of the Kohen Gadol, everybody's called a Zar. You could be Yisrael, you're a Zar. You could be a regular Kohen, you're a Zar. You're not fit to do that. So the Gemara is basically answering the question, Ein Hachinami. Right? The, the word Zar applies even to a standard Kohen. Okay. It's fascinating. You hear this? What we just clarified is this whole brisa of the case of a Zar that does the Avaidah and it's high of two, you know what that case has to be? Specifically the part of the Kohen Gadol, 
and he did the shechita, it's like a tuchi uvekares, and that's where he's, uh, and, and that's our case over here. Masla, Ravashi, Ravashi, that's a challenging question. Midi chatois katani? Were we talking about a carbon chatos? Ravashi is going to challenge the whole premise that in order to be tui surim, it has to be where there was already a chiv kari. So here we go. He says there has to be a chatos slash, right? Chatos un- unintentionally is a kari, intentionally. Maybe we're just dealing with anything that's usher. Yeah, we're dealing with regular isurim, meaning shkayach, a regular Yisrael who does the Kabbalah or whatever, shechita, you're not, not going to be chayib kares. It's not part of the avayda. Fine, still usher. Who's, who said that we're only dealing with isurim kares? What is it fine? The mind of Kamina. Who cares? The cover being Rasham Gamurim. Same answer we gave yesterday. And that is there are situations and people, once you do multiple, multiple Averis, so you're buried in a different cemetery, you're not allowed to be buried. Uh, in the standard cemetery, sometimes you're Chayev Skila, they put a stone on top of the cover. But for these types of circumstances, that's what we are referring to, and that's the Nafkamina that it is. Okay, period. End of that Gemara. Take a deep breath. Geshmak, Gavaldik, and now we have a brand new conversation. Clear your minds. Let's get back into our favorite situations of Yavamas. Okay. Now the next Mishnah, the next Mishnah is going to start out, um, actually, it's going to primarily deal with just the laws of um, having affairs, uh, extramarital affairs, and and uh, things of that sort with uh, uh, various types of ashes ish, and whether you can have multiple transgressions um, through one act of bia, one act of intercourse. Okay, very very interesting interesting uh, situations. Here we go. Shnayim shekitshu nashim. Two brothers marry two women. They're not sisters. Okay? Regular. There's two married brothers. Bishas on the chuppah. And then, when they're entering chuppah, keep an eye on those words. Hechlifu es shelzelazeh. They switched wives. Now, for the Kedushin. Okay, so good. Keep an eye on those words. It says when they were taking them into Chuppah, they swapped wives. Now, the Gemara is going to have to clarify, was this on purpose or not? Right now, it's not clear. Here we go. Tachlifu eshel each one ended up sleeping with the other one's wife. What? What's the question? What? Oh, good, 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 good. Well, they were already at Arison. That's for sure. They already had Arison. 
So now, now they're going into chuppah. They're just moving into their husband's homes. And the first night, they, they, they do a swap. They didn't do Kedushin. No. They had Kedushin. They had Kedushin. Sure they had Kedushin. So you're saying that th- these were two brothers and two women yeah. who had, were completely married. Com- correct. Completely married with Arison for sure. They made an acquisition. And now they're about to head to Nisuin, let's say. Okay, let's understand it like that. The Gemara's going to have to clarify, but that's what it seems. Let's say the first night, that's what it seems right now, they swapped wives. Okay, so each one sleeping with an Asha Sish. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kedushin is Arison. Yeah, very good. Okay, so says the Mishnah simply, Each one is obligated for sleeping with a married woman. So far, so good? Make sense? Yeah? yeah? I mean, she's your brother's wife. She's a married woman. Uh, oh, I, I, now, I, I didn't say your brother's wife. I'm sorry. It was two men who married two women. I'm sorry. Okay. Now, if these two men happen to be brothers and they switch wives, so there is an additional transgression. Not only is this woman a married woman, she's your brother's wife. And if these two women happen to be sisters, so there's a third issue that's happening when you sleep with this woman, and that is, she's married, she's your brother's wife, and she's your wife's sister. So far, so good? Mishum isha Gavaldik. Vim nidos, and if these women are nidos, mishum nida, you're also going to be chayav because of nida. Okay, that's the story of the Mishnah. Beseder, all right. Now, says the Mishnah, and this should blow your mind, and this should ask a lot of questions. The Gemara is going to jump in right away and have to clarify this. Says the Mishnah, what do you do after this happens? So, each wife has to separate from her husband for three months. Why? They may have become pregnant. And we need to know if the child is a mamzer or valid. If she gives birth nine months later and she went back to her husband, we don't know if the kid's a mamzer, who the father is. Or is it a valid kid because from her original husband. Vim hayu ketanois, if these women were ketanim, ketanois, right, if they were under bas mitzvah, she'enon ru'uyin leiled, at the type of age where they're not fit to have children, is there any reason to wait three months? No. Machzir nois emiyad, we let them go right back to their husbands. Vim hayu kehanois, however, if these girls came from families of kehanim, nifsalum and atruma, they're not allowed to eat from truma. Now, this is interesting. This is an interesting halacha. And that is that um, a woman who has erisin, uh, and she's a daughter of a kayin, so she had kedushin, but she didn't have nesuin yet. She's, while she's staying in her father's home, um, so she's permitted in truma, but also if she, becomes the, uh, if she marries a kohen, she is a, she's allowed to eat truma as long as she's living with him. So the Gemara says over here that 
it's, we're, we're going to have to clarify later what the case is. Are we dealing with, it seems that they're daughters of Kahanim, but it's getting into Allah as well of being a Kohen's wife. That since she's now separated from her husband for these three months, as long as she's separated, she's not allowed to eat Shuma. Okay. Now, says the Gemara, we have to clarify, fascinating Mishnah. Again, we're, this is, we're, we weren't touching on Yibam right here. We were just talking about, right, talking about extramarital affairs. So here we go. Says the Gemara. The Mishnah said, Hechlifu. They switched. Midi Bereshia Askinan. Are, 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 are we dealing with Rishayim here, asked the, ask the Gemara? I'm not sure. What's the case of the Mishnah? It seems like this was like an on-purpose thing, like Rekha Biel said. The night of their chuppah? Yeah? The Su and furthermore, Hadatani Rebchia, this Rebchia taught us, Harekan Sheshes Rechatois. You know, this is a situation where you're going to have 16 karbonis. 16 karbonis. If it was done, is there a carbon? Okay. Now, listen to this. Why is there 16 carbonists? It's very straight up. Remember, we're dealing with four, uh, four people. Four men, four women. And there's four transgressions possible. Ish, wife, sister, brother's wife, Nida. So for each one of those, each person... Each one of the four is going to have to bring four carbonis for a total of 16. Each man brings four. Each woman brings four. So it's 16 carbonis. Now, do you bring a carbon when you do something on purpose? B'meizid? No. When do you bring these carbonis? When it's done b'shaigig. So, says the Gemara, mi'ika carbon? Says the Gemara, I don't understand. What do you mean? They, they switched wives. First of all, we dealing with Rosham. Second of all, it can't be. Because Rebchia says, this case of our Mishnah, Bezden, uh, the Besamikdash will have to get ready for 16 sacrifices being lined up for this, uh, for this story. So it's got to be that we're not dealing with Rasham. Something unintentional is happening here. Um, Rebbe Yudah says, you're right. Tani, Huchlefu. What happened was, you know, that they ended up switching by mistake. Whatever it was. However, however the mess up happened. All right? Hochanami Mistavra. And this is logical. The Tani Seifa it says that the mission of Hayukatane Shainuyas Lele. If let's say the, the the women are young enough to not be able to become pregnant, Maxirnes and Miyadi go right back to their husbands. Vibe Mezid Misharia. If anything here was done intentionally, are they permitted to go back to their husbands? No. We know a woman who who uh, purposely has as a married woman has an affair. She's not allowed to go back to her husband. The fact that we're letting her go back to her husband is a proof this whole thing was done unintentionally. Says the Gemara, no, there's no proof. It wouldn't be a question of why you could go back if it was done intentionally. You know why? Peter Katana They're minors. And to seduce a katana is considered Inus. It's considered against their will. So she's permitted to go back to her husband. So you have no proof from this part of the Mishnah that we're dealing with an unintentional case. It could have been intentional, but she's still allowed to go back because she's a katana. So it's considered an Inus. So Gemara says, you're right, it's not a proof, but I'll prove to you from elsewhere that we're dealing with a mistaken swap. Ella, rather, the Katani, we learned in the Mishnah, they separate for three months afterwards to make sure they're not pregnant, which seems to imply, 
if after three months there's no baby bump, there's nothing showing us that any one of these women is pregnant, what's the halacha? Sharyan. They're allowed to go back to their husbands after three months. Oh, great point. But if they did this on purpose, are they allowed to go back to their husband? Of course not. It must be the Mishnah means it did happen. They were swapped. They were changed. But it doesn't mean that anybody had any sort of intention on doing this. It was some crazy random case. I don't know, two identical twins on both sides. It was dark. Who knows what it was, okay? Shmamino, you see from here that the whole case of our Mishnah is talking about, uh, is talking about a mistake. Okay, Gavaldik, we clarified that. We'll hold it here for tonight. Tomorrow, we will uh, continue on on this uh, fascinating conversation on the Mishnah. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. We'll see everybody tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m.